Hello everyone, this is Pastor Ronke Lulano of Harmony Christian Center. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I pray today's message will encourage, edify and illuminate you. Sit back, relax and enjoy the message. Romans chapter 12 verse 4 to 5. Romans chapter 12 from verse 4. It says, for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. I'm sure you agree with me. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. We being many are one body in Christ and individually. The scripture that I read was to help us to go back to the word that we had last week. What a message it was. I understood what rhythm meant even in a new way. I understood the, the functioning, the, the understanding, the application of the word rhythm from that message chosen for good rhythm in my praise. It was surely broken down well for us. And as you know, in this month of February, we're looking into the subject matter of people. As I was meditating and reflecting on the message and doing a self-assessment of where one is, it's important for every one of us to do that assessment because it will help us to take an objective view of how we all individually fit into the body of Christ and even more importantly, into the house of God that we belong to here in HCC. It occurred to me that if there is no rhythm between the different parts of my body, between my leg, my hand, my head, every part, it's difficult for me to be able to live a wholesome life, equally for you too. For instance, if you have a muscle pull right now, you may say, oh, it's just a normal muscle pull, when it really grips you, particularly maybe from the hamstrings, there's no message that you're hearing that you can't hear anymore. It's that pain. That pain will be sending all sorts of messages through your head to every part of your body. And that's why even a footballer who's on the field that's playing very well, if he has a muscle pull, he may be the best of the best. That muscle pull will take him, what, out of the field because his own body is no longer in rhythm it's definitely also important for us to think of that and apply it into the spiritual that if there's no rhythm between my soul between my body and between my spirit i cannot truly enjoy a fruitful life no matter what it is that i do it's absolutely important that my spirit my soul and my body should be what in alignment for those of us who drive here, you know that when your car tire is not in alignment, what tends to happen is your car begins to what? Swerve even to the right or to the left, depending on which tire that is at fault. So equally, if our spirit, if our soul, if our body is not in alignment with one another, it means we have the tendency to start swerving. But today, by the special grace of God, and as we continue to talk about this, everyone that is swerving will come to alignment today in Jesus' name. I'm sure you'll agree with me that if my flesh is at war with my spirit, it's difficult for me to be able to really live a fruitful life. How can my flesh be at war with my spirit? My spirit can be saying pray, but my flesh is saying what? Sleep. You sleep the sleep, but you've lost the prayer. Equally, your flesh can be saying to you eat, but your spirit may be saying to you fast. It's important that we allow the Spirit of God to be in control of our body and our mind so that it's all in alignment and we can live that victorious life. The soul or the mind is one and the same thing. It's so powerful that whatever a mind conceives, it can bring it to pass. 
And that was why God was saying, when they were building the Tower of Babel, that they should pull it down and change their language. Because once they set their heart to do it, it can be considered, it can be achieved. And so sometimes, I just want to bring out this aspect before I go into the main message today. Sometimes in our thinking that our soul, you know, um, spirit and all that is aligned, sometimes we, we deviate more to the soul, to the soulish realm, to the mind. Because whatever we conceive, whatever we see in our mind, whatever we desire, we can go for it and put the best in it and achieve it. But the truth of the matter is, is it in the perfect will of God? Unfortunately, many of us Christians, and this is where we do ourselves, we shroud things up as being from God. I have heard God. God told me. God said this. And that's a very difficult position to because it's much more honest and honorable to say, I believe this business is to do me good. I believe this course that I want to embark on it will make me to go higher. I believe this relationship, I like it because I believe the things I'm seeing, it will help me to also be in line with what I'm seeing for my life. But after you have believed because you're seeing it in your soul, you will now align it with the spirit of God to help you to say whether this really is God's perfect will for you or whether it's still your mind that's speaking. Can I just say, before I go into the message, for every one of us that has camped around their mind and they, what they have decided they're going to do, I submit to you today, please submit it to the Holy Spirit. Let the Spirit of God help you to analyze, is this my will for you? Because that is only the time that we can truly enjoy the fruitful life that God has for us. Praise the Lord. And so I did that as a preamble for us to be able to understand and go back to what we learned last week in terms of rhythm, in terms of alignment, in terms of, you know, putting our own self, analyze yourself and see whether you are actually in rhythm with yourself. Because I believe if your own self, whether it's physical or whether it's spiritual, is not in rhythm with itself, you cannot function fully. You may function partially, but you may not enjoy the fullness of the function. Praise the Lord. So we're going to read our passage for today from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, NLT version. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I read from verse 12, please. The human body has many parts. This is in resonance with what we just read earlier on in Romans chapter 12. And as we are reading this scripture, please begin to look and imagine yourself and you know, picture your whole body from head to toe. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. So it is with us in harmony. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. That's what I really like in this version. We all share what? The same. As we are all here, as long as you have given your life to Christ, been baptized, and you have soaked in the blood, we all share the same spirit. If it's your iPad or whatever, you can highlight it because that's a very important part that we're going to be talking about. Verse 14. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it less a part of the body, does it? Thank you. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? 
If the whole body were an eye, in fact, everybody was, would run away. Imagine rolling this whole body and make it one eye with two eyes. Everybody would run out of this place because it would be a monster. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Next verse, please. But our bodies have many parts. Thank God who did that. Because God is all wise, is all knowing, is is God full of wisdom. And God has put each part just where he wants it. Mm. It's God that put it there. It's not us. Because if you remove the hand now and put it on the head, again, it's a monster. Praise the Lord. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Next verse. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Praise the Lord. Next verse, please. We're going to 25. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest. This is another important part I want us to focus on. Some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. As you're sitting there and reading, think of your body as you read this. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together. Remember, it's God that put it together. God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. 25, please. This makes for harmony amongst the members so that all members care for each other. The title of the message today is Building a People of Praise. Building a People of Praise. May the Lord build us in this year of perpetual praise that as we praise him, he will look down upon us and he will be pleased with our praise. He will be pleased with our worship. He will be pleased with our gathering. That the glory of the Lord will tabernacle even amongst us each time we come. I pray and I believe God and I've been believing and confessing that in this year we will see palpable praise in our midst. How beautiful it will be. How beautiful is is this gathering and what God himself will be pleased with. Each time we come together, we gather, there's no one that is separate. There's no heart that is far away. As we are praising God, our hearts are connected and God is pleased with us and indeed is releasing his blessing untold even upon each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Not even the ones you ask for. He's the one downloading it. So shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. This year we shall experience a level of blessing like never before before as we praise God. Each one will praise God without any inhibition, without any holding back, without any agenda, without any thing that is making them say, I don't think I want to praise God this way. As you praise God, God will bless you. As you reach out to God, God indeed will reach out to you beyond your understanding. The things you do not even yet know of, God will fight those battles for us. Because only he can do that. But today I bring us word, not just about one person, not just I'm praising God in my silo, not just I'm praising God in my battle, but as we all collectively come together, we will experience what we have never experienced before in the name of Jesus. Because that is what God can do. One of the ways that would happen is making sure that we are linked to the pulse of the house. One of the quotes that I blessed me last week and I went to reflect on it again 
was that of T.G. Jakes. I said, the power of a pause sustains everything that God has assembled together. The power of a pause sustains everything that God has assembled together. Being together is not the evidence of togetherness. Manifesting the same pause does it. I pray that we shall all manifest that pause in Jesus' name. And what will make that pause to be manifested spiritually and physically, I'll explain it to us. But for a minute right now, can we all either take your three fingers or two fingers and place it on your wrist, whichever wrist you want, whether left or right, not in the left, not in the middle, on the corner there. Does anyone feel anything? Do you feel any pulse? Is it going fast? Is it going slow? Is it in line? That's the heartbeat. When the heart beats, the reflection of the heartbeat is the pulse. What you're touching right now is the functioning of your heart that is working. If your heart is not working, you would not be here. For some of us, the pulse may be slow. For some of us, the pulse may be fast. For some of us, the pulse may be in between. But the most important thing is the pulse that you're feeling is in rhythm with your body. Your organs, your lungs, your digestive system, your respiratory system, all are working together in line with this pulse. That's why it's so important for each and every one of us to know that when God created us, he made us perfect. And he put that on the inside of us as a constant reminder to let us know that it is his own spirit that is at work in us. And equally, take that to the spirit realm. You must be able to feel the pulse of this house and know that you're a part of it. Just like your lung, just like your uh, digestive system, just like your liver, just like your heart was all, everything working together. Make sure that you're a part of the pulse that is beating in this house. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. From my general practice, not training and experience, of over 25 years now, I believe God, the pulse is merely a reflection of the blood that is flowing from the heart. And it's absolutely important that as this blood is going around the body, it is doing its work. I'm going to take us on a journey right now and help us to look at this passage that we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in NLT version. I told us about your body as you are right now. There's only one thing that goes all the way around the body, and that is what? The what? The blood. Thank you so much. There are about seven points I want to bring out from this passage. The first thing that I want to say is that that which binds us together is much stronger than what divides us. And that's in verse 13. That which binds us, because we all share the same spirit. This is the spirit of God that we all share. Likewise, our natural body has one thing that runs through it from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. All organs in our body know that they are supplied by the blood. There is no part. Maybe I should even do the test. Can somebody just tell me which part of your body does the blood not get to? None. So there is no part of the body that the blood does not get to. And that's why it's important that the spirit that we are talking that binds us together is the one that binds everything every one of us together. That spirit is the one that collects us, that brings us, that grooms us together. There is nobody who has given their lives to God who is in this house that does not bear the spirit of God in them. 
There's nobody that the Spirit of God does not touch. It is whether we allow the Spirit of God to reach us that matters. There is what binds us together is much stronger than what divides us. If you see the Spirit of God as the blood that flows in your body, then you realize that the brother or the sister beside you is not your enemy. Because we have the Spirit of God that binds us together and has said in this year of perpetual praise, all of us, we shall praise the Lord together. None shall be left behind. In the name of Jesus. For what binds us together is much stronger than that which divides us. This is not about me, myself, or my family, or how I want it. But that which God has put on the inside of us, it will make us stronger in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. The second point I want to bring out from his, the Spirit of God goes beyond race and color. It said there's no Jew and there's no Gentiles. Just like the blood that runs in all of human race. Again, I don't know about you. In all my years of treating patients, I've never seen a blood that is other than color what? Red. Has anybody seen green blood before? Maybe a blue blood. Or maybe slightly grayish. The spirit of God goes beyond race, color, or creed. When God put his spirit on all of us, he does not look at your face, look at your color. As long as you have accepted the spirit of God, regardless of wherever, regardless of your background, regardless of where you are, that spirit of God is the same spirit at work in each and every one of us, just like the blood. And that's how the spirit of God works. In Acts chapter 2 verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, Peter had to say to the people, when they said, ah, this must be drunk, he says, no, go back to the scripture. God says, I will pour out my spirit or not all flesh. You people, you are Galileans. How come you've been speaking and we are hearing you? Because the same spirit is at work in them. That same spirit will be at work in each and every one of us. I believe God for the move of the spirit that binds us stronger together as we perpetually praise the Lord. And there shall be a mighty move of God like never before in the name of Jesus. Because that spirit is regardless of your background or where you come from. Whether you're rich, whether you're poor, the Spirit of God is the same that is at work on the inside of every one of us. And that Spirit will work for us in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. The next point I want to bring out from still the same passage. We realize that when you talk about the blood, as I was saying earlier on, there's no part of your body that the blood does not get to. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 says, The life of the flesh is in the blood. What does that mean? That your body is looking succulent and, you know, able to, you know, look fanciful. It's because there's supply of blood. If there's no supply of blood, it will wrinkle. It will dry up. Your, your face is looking okay. It's because there's a constant, what? Supply of blood. Any part of the body that the blood does not go to. A good example is in diabetic patients. That part of the body becomes what we call gangrenous. What that means is that part of the body will slowly what? Dying. What do we do to gangrenous legs or arms? We cut it off. If the spirit of God is not getting to every part of you or every aspect of your life, may you not be cut off in Jesus' name. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 tells us that the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the inner parts, the depths of his heart. God sees and God knows. 
He knows how you're relating to his spirit. He knows how you're embracing his spirit. Is the spirit of God fully at work in you? Or you're putting the spirit of God only in one corner or on Sunday or, or from particular moves. But when it comes to certain things, you go into the flesh and you manifest in the flesh. Those parts in which you're constantly manifesting in the flesh, you are allowing yourself to be subject to being cut off. May your leg not be cut off. May your arm not be cut off. I mean, those things are absolutely important. Just imagine, just picture it. When the blood does not get there, there's no life there. May we not lack the life of God in the inside of us in Jesus' name. Because it's the spirit of God that gives life. And that life is what we need in this year of perpetual praise. So that each and every one of us joining hands together, praising God. One, we chase 1,000. Two, we chase 10,000. And we begin to pray. We begin to praise. We begin to sing. We begin to glorify the name of the Lord. And his glory will tabernacle amongst us. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Don't compartmentalize the spirit of God. You cannot put the spirit of God in little, 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 little boxes. It has to consume every aspect of our body. God sees and God knows our heart through his spirit on the inside of us. Just like God saw Cain, as pastor has been preaching all this while. God saw the heart of Cain. He knows what's in his heart. He saw the heart of Abel. But you and I know what happened to Cain. In the end, he did what? He had to be cut off. I believe the outpouring of God that wants to come unto us all as a people. God wants to do a cleansing so that the Spirit of God can have his full course amongst us in Jesus' name. Praise God. The next point I want to bring out from this passage. Learn to complete and not to compete. I repeat that. Learn to complete and not to compete. The ear cannot compete with the eye. Each one compliments each other. Praise the God that gives you life and breath to wake up and come and have legs and have hearts and have mind. If only you know what other people are going through. You will shout and praise the Lord. What problem do you have that we've never seen before? May the Lord help us all. The next point I want to bring out from this passage. Don't be the virus in the system for any infection to be detected in a patient. Doctors, nurses, everybody in the house will bear me. What we do first do is what? Blood tests. Some people say, ah, what kind of doctor is this? I complain of headache. I complain of this. Before he said, he said blood test. It's blood that will tell us so. Because the life of the flesh is in the blood. They're only following the scripture. Because when we do the blood test, there are certain things we will see that you won't see. When the white cell count is high, we know infection is raging. When the ESR is high, we know there's inflammatory markers. What's causing the inflammation? Is it cancer or is it ordinary growth? We check your kidney, we'll see the blood. We'll check your liver, we'll see the blood. Every part of your body, we'll, we'll, because I told you from the beginning that the blood starts from what? The head right. There's no part of your body that the blood does not get to. Even a little prick in your finger can tell us whether you're diabetic or not. So when we talk about the spirit and the blood, the spirit of God knows you better than you know yourself. But my point here to us is, don't be the virus in the system. Because when this shows the extent of the contamination of the infection that the patient has been exposed to. Likewise, our spirit can become contaminated by what we expose ourselves to. Are you exposed to gossip? 
Are you exposed to wrong association? Is there an absence of the word of God in your life? What about your prayer life? Is it a prayerless life? People with such spirits, they poison the camp. That's why I said, don't be the virus. Don't make yourself become the virus in the system. Don't be the gossip. Don't be the one that spreads the bad news about your head of department. I say in the name of Jesus, every virus spirit, we flush it out in the name of Jesus. It will not have room in this house in Jesus' mighty name. Don't be like Achan that brought damnation to the camp. Praise the Lord. Number six points. That's from verse 23 to 25. Be your brother's keeper. Be what? Your brother's keeper. Verse 23 to 25. That's when I said it's important for us to know that area and to look at it properly. It says, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. Why the more honorable parts do not require this special care? I'm sure you know what I mean by that. Before each and every one of us left home today, I'm sure you looked in the mirror as you're about to dress up, and you knew the more important areas to cover, especially ladies. We knew we had to cover the top, and cover all the other areas that are also not for public viewing. Some will say, okay, you don't know anything that happens. The society is more permissible than all the... Come and say, no, I'm not talking about other people necessarily. I'm talking about all of us that share the spirit of God. So as we come to serve the Lord, and it's not just because you're coming to church, wherever you are, you carry the emblem. You carry the, but the you, you bear upon you the mark of the Lord Jesus Christ. So your dressing and how you appear is to cover, like the Bible says, the parts that are not for public view. Look at the, even the outside world. If footballers are playing football, and one naked man just decided to go on the pitch and go, ah, they just quickly go and get something to cover him. Why are they covering him? Because he's bringing dishonor. Because what he's doing is what? Dishonorable. So private parts are supposed to be covered. They're not supposed to be exposed. So if we know that and we believe that in our natural body, think about it in the body of Christ. By those that are weak, by those that are feeling vulnerable, either they've fallen in an act of sin, either they're going through some challenges, be it marital, be it personal, our young ones are in that room now. Some of them are just growing up. They can miss it here or there. Please cover them. Please take the spiritual clothes and what? Cover them. Don't make it a spiritual gossip. Don't make it a prayer gossip. If you want to pray for them, pray in your home and with your face down. Don't make it a prayer point. Ah, so, 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 and so. We need to pray for them for the things that they're doing. Because the more vulnerable parts need to be covered. Because they bear in them the spirit of God that we all share. They are still going through the process of time. The brother may be going through a process of time. The sister may be going through a process of time. Why did you get the understanding or the information? How did it come to you? It probably came to you because the Holy Spirit wants you to be the one to cover them. Not for you to bring, make it the news 
that has to be broadcast for others to know. Cover them. Cover with love. Cover with prayer. Cover with giving. Be your brother's keeper. You are not just in this church so that you alone can serve God, sing to God, worship God, and go to heaven. Because God put a potential on the inside of everyone so that we can truly serve him. I pray that as this message is coming, some of us who know the things that God has brought our way and the lives that he has brought our way, that we have shown the way, by the time you get out from here, you repent, go and reach out and cover them. And the Lord will account it unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Genuinely reach out to those who have made mistakes or might have fallen. May the Lord help us all in Jesus' name. Point number seven. That's in verse 25 and 26. Determine to be a new you. In this year of perpetual praise, it's not business as usual. See things from a fresh pair of lens in this year. See harmony in action across board. See the power of God at work like never before. Don't let your past experiences that were negative dictate your future. I see a glorious harmony. We are praises will rise up to him in unison. And God will be pleased with us. I see unity of praises. That as we come together like Jehoshaphat led the children of uh, Israel to war. God will do wonders in the midst of us. But you need to be ready to determine to be a new you. Don't go only by, I've tried it before and it failed. I serve God in this church, in that church, in that church. This place that I've come to. I've only just come to serve me, myself, and my God. I don't want no interference. That's why I can't join departments. That's why I can't join people. Because I don't want to be hurt again. Determined to be a new you. For with God, God makes all things beautiful. And he starts, there's a new beginning. In the God will turn around the things that you thought was impossible. You have come here at such a time as this. And God said this is a year of perpetual praise. Whatever you've experienced before is not what you're going to experience now. Try and test God and see, and see the move of God upon your life. Even if you have a genuine experience that has battered you, those people are not your God. That relationship is not your God. That woman is not your God. That church, there I say, that pastor is not your God. Will you leave God because of a pastor that abused you? Serve God because you have no other person to serve than God. Serve him with everything you have. Try and be like Peter. Walk on that water and see because you will not drown. You will rise and you hold your head high and you shall be victorious. I see a new harmony. A harmony full of praise. A harmony full of growth. A harmony full of upliftment. A harmony full of expansion. A harmony full of the house of praising God. With tongues that are praising God even in the sanctuary. And we, just like Jehoshaphat, we begin to see every spirit of Ammon and Moab and Seir falling even in front of us in the name of Jesus. Every enemy against us, God will cause them to have confusion even amongst them. As we lift up our voices and praise. As we know that the spirit of God is what covers 
each and every one of us, as we share of that same spirit, the spirit of God will move like never before. There shall be testimonies. There shall be growth. There shall be increases. Businesses will bust forth. Mortgages shall be established. New buildings will happen. Marriages will occur because we choose to praise God and every enemy will fall down. The things that look seemingly impossible, God will solve it. In the mighty name of Jesus, he will send help. He will send help. He will grant you favor. In the name of Jesus, divine help shall come our way. In our going out and our coming in, you will come here to testify. Come and see what the Lord has done. That which the enemy thought was the end, the Lord will make a way for you and I. And as a church, we shall rejoice. Every limitation of the enemy is shattered. In the name of Jesus, every word that God has spoken shall be established. You will not die without seeing the manifestation of the word of God. You shall not die, but you shall live to see the glory of God upon your life, upon your family, upon your children, upon everything you lay your hands upon to do. The word of God concerning you will not fall down to the ground. Oh, we shall be fruitful. We shall bring forth miraculous children. We shall bring forth miraculous marriages in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks goes to all our partners who support our ministry. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, you can call us on plus four four two zero eight five nine seven triple one zero, or visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord be with you always until we meet next time.